Who knows what opinions lurks in the heart of Frank? The Shadow knows. <laughs> Hi everybody and welcome to Frank Reviews, a father-son expedition through pop culture. I am Harris in the Sun. And I am your father. You can get that a little bit closer to your face. Uh, the, my the face. Ar- the arm swivels. The arm swivels. You, you can move. My arm swivels. There you go. You can I will show you. Let me show you my arm swiveling. Uh, uh, this week we watched uh, the 1941 uh, 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 classic... I'm not sure how else you would describe it. Citizen Kane, uh, Orson Welles' first foray into movies. Dad, I think you had some thoughts about it. Oh, I muted the sound bar. My muted the sound. Yes, that's yeah. Good. So yeah, that's what we want. We're waiting for the uh, 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 George, the, verdict. the George Floyd verdict. It's supposed to be any minute now, folks. Yeah. Um, the movie Citizen Kane, 1941. Terrible. Really? Terrible. Really? Dark, unhappy, unfriendly, weird, creepy. Did I say dark? Yes. Did I say say unhappy? Yes. Did I say weird and creepy? Oh, my God. (laughs) Just, uh, uh, it was not a, not a fun story i don't have I to mean, see fun stories all the time i I, I wouldn't call it a feel-good movie no <laughs> i did not i did not like this story i did not like the movie at all really okay it, that's... it's up there with with dark crystal oh my god yes all right well depending yes. on who you are that could be high praise but in yeah, this it context could be low no. praise it's down there all with right dark well, crystal. Uh, uh so the the basic structure of the movie is um uh, 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 Charles Foster Kane, newspaper magnate, tycoon, dies. Someone overhears him saying his last word, Rosebud. And the entire movie is focused on this reporter going around interviewing the people that were, if not knew him best, then were closest to Kane. Yes. Uh, uh, and you see some fabulous, um, old age prosthetics. This was, um, this was one of the first times stuff like that was used, I don't especially know if you- to, you say fabulous. I say well for nineteen forty one. For nineteen forty one is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, for nineteen forty one. Yeah, but they had like Frankenstein and 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 the Mummy and stuff like that too. I, I mean, mean yeah, those were good. They're not going. <laughs> it it looked like you know just glop glued to his face. Okay. Really. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like you know how like uh, Trump's. Orange is like obviously painted on or sprayed oh my on. God. That's kind of way the way it looked. Oh my god! I made some horrifying discoveries while while looking into Citizen Kane as a movie. Apparently, Trump would claim that his favorite movie was Citizen Kane because he wanted to sound smart and sophisticated. Right. But then he, when he describes it to people, he talks about how much like, wow, yeah, that guy accomplished so much in his life. Look at all the stuff he owned and how big his palace was. Right. I mean, like, even while watching the movie, uh, we were drawing parallels between Charles Foster Kane and Donald John Trump. Yes. Uh, 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 in terms of how they wanted so desperately to be loved 
and went about it the worst ways possible. Yes. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? The the, the part that parts i guess there were some cool parts but right. the the palace or you know the xanadu the the, the un uh, i don't know the indescribable uh, palace and stuff that he built that was phenomenal yeah that yeah. was pretty phenomenal yeah. They um they pioneered uh, a technique called deep focus in this movie. Like you know how when you're watching a movie and something very close is in focus and then yes. it'll kind of shift. Yes. And the back stuff. This movie was one of the first ever to use deep focus where everything is in focus all at the same time. There was one scene in the movie where uh he's going into like the archives of the banker that adopted Kane. Yes. And you see this massive grand door in the background. And just looking at the picture, it looks like they're like standing in front of a cartoon or a painting or something. And then the woman gets up and walks all the way back to the door. And it's just in such deep focus, it almost looks fake yeah. to the untrained yeah. eye. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy stuff like that. But uh, I did also discover that... His real favorite movie is the uh, 80s Jean-Claude Van Damme classic Bloodsport, purely because Eric, his large adult son, would fast-forward through all of the talking bits. Perfect. So, yeah, that, that actually Perfect. describes yeah. a lot. His yeah, take on Kane and his take on action movies. Let's watch movies without talking bits. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think they're called silent films. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, we might cover... Uh, Buster Keaton's The General someday. Okay. That's a that's a fantastic movie. Yeah. So I I don't uh, uh, sorry to trash your movie. I know You're, you really no, like the it's movie. It's fine, but uh, it was just so so un. I mean, the I guess the part that was really hard was him being taken away from his family, oh, particularly man. his mother. That was so. I mean, that was so hard. Uh, and he didn't know it was coming, and all of a sudden, oh, you're going with this guy now, yeah. so we'll see you later. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, how can you do that to a kid? I mean, I know it happens, Yeah, they. Uh, but that like, was just so horrible, the poor child. The, the mom said some things, like she's had uh, his case packed for a week now. And yes. Like, wow, really? Yeah, and then, your and then, mother. And then, like, in the final moments of that scene, you realize she's she almost says as much. She's doing it because the alcoholic father beats Charles. Uh, so he she wants him to be safe away from him. Right. So, and the best way to do that was to adopt you out to a banker? I, I feel like there's... Oh, oh okay. No, those are no, just the charges. No, those are just the charges. We're, okay. we're watching a, 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 yeah. a muted uh, TV screen yeah. with the... Uh, Derek Chauvin uh, um, verdict about to be announced. Yeah, anyway, uh, um, depending we, on how it goes, kids, will, you might hear a lot of swearing. Yeah, we we will break into this uh, broadcast uh, when necessary. Yeah. Um, uh, but w that was another question I had. W sure. Why? Why the banker? Why? Why this particular guy? I'm not into. You know what? It was. I'm trying to remember the film that I watched two days ago. Uh, um, uh, uh, from what I understand. Um, after Kane was born, the land that his family owned and lived on, um, they discovered a huge gold mine. Yes. There. So the banker was interested in buying the gold mine, and the deal they made was that both the mother and father would each receive a monthly salary of $50,000. Uh, uh, and all they needed to do was give up the rights to the land 
and Charles. But uh, I don't understand, like, why Charles? I don't. You know, it's that's what was part, like, you know, why why go with this guy? But, uh, uh, well, wait, $50,000 each? Mom gets yeah. it and dad gets yeah, it? Yeah, every so month. And that's in, like, 1871 money. 1871? 18, 18, yeah. Uh, uh, Charles Foster Kane died in 1941. So that's a flashback to oh, the oh, beginning oh. of his life. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it was in the late you, 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I get it. Now I, I, get it. I never caught this before, but in the background of that scene, you hear Charles and the kids playing, and you hear uh, uh, Kane yell, The Union Forever! as he's yeah. throwing snowballs. So it's like, yeah. oh, these kids are actively playing so, Civil War s- games. Playing Civil War, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, mean, not World War Two. Yeah, I mean, Kane's a Union guy, so all right, Good you point. can't fault him too Good hard. Point. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that I'm there must be. I mean, I guess there's got to be a a reason for that particular thing written in. But you know why that why that banker? Um, but he wanted the banker wanted the gold, right? And the way to get it. Oh no! So these people sold it to him for fifty thousand a month, and gave and him the, the son. Yeah. Okay. So I that might have just been like an I don't know if that happened a lot back then. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, why why would you I want mean, somebody's it, kid? It might have been like if if not like adoption, it might have been like an apprenticeship sort of thing. Mm, like he's going to okay. go off and study with this banker. Okay. To learn the trade there. Was was he at? Well, I saw the movie, but yeah. I mean, he, was he old enough to demonstrate? Um, intel, you know, uh, I mean, high looked, intelligence he or like five or six abil- a, so, high abilities or something, you know. So it's like, well, I, yeah, you know, the kid could be just a loser. Yeah. Well, he ended up like we. The first time we see Orson Welles proper is twenty five minutes into the movie, right? When they do this great reveal of him pulling the newspaper down, and it's this young, handsome, beautiful Orson Welles. Yeah. Uh, Young handsome man. Yeah. yeah. Before that, we've only seen like old newsreel clips yes. of him like hanging out with Mussolini and Hitler. Yes. yes. Um, or just even the extreme close up of his mouth with the mustache saying Rosebud. Yes. That's all we've seen of him so far. Yes. Um, but uh, 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 when he's finally revealed, he is a frighteningly intelligent individual. Right. And is making a ploy for ownership of just this newspaper out of all the things he could possibly right. inherit. Yeah, he. I mean, he was certainly intelligent and uh, uh, aggressively ambitious mm-hmm. and uh, um, very pro-working man. Yeah, and um, but I, you know, I just is curious why the banker wanted him. I mean, because he could have turned that's, out to be like. Uh, Unable to even change a car tire or something, you know. <laughs> well, they didn't have cars at that point, so that'd be a neat trick if he could. Yes. It's like, first invent a car, yes. then change the tire. Yes. Yeah. Step one, what is an engine? Now, the and the rosebud. I rosebud. Mean, it goes back to the sled. The sled, yeah. Yes. The punchline for this movie is like, you know, the sixth sense, he was a ghost the whole time. Uh, 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 the TV show Lost. They, it was, it was purgatory. Uh, uh, this was, it was his sled. That's the, the, the punchline synopsis for this movie. What was the big deal with the sled? I think it was like that 
playing out in the snow with that sled as a small child was the last time he ever felt happy. Yes, okay. And the rest of his life he spent doing things other people wanted him to do or stuff that he felt compelled he had to do right. because of society or so he the was, way he was raised. So he was never happy. Never happy. Except, you know, after age five or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So he so desperately wanted to return to the the simplicity of that little wooden sled. Uh, I mean, they're, they're going through like uh, the uh, the inventory of Xanadu over different parts of the movie. And close to the end, you overhear that he's bought like he's bought these 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 f- fabulous paintings and yes. all of these sculptures. And they're, they list the, the market value price. And then they say uh, coal stove from the Kane estate in Colorado value two dollars. Yes. And you realize. Oh, he's been trying to buy back his childhood. And apparently at some point he succeeded in buying the sled because the closing image of spoiler for a movie that came out in 1941. The the final shot of the movie is them throwing the sled into the furnace. Into the furnace, yeah, burning it, it up. Because it, it had like no market value. No market value. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah although it had. Um, you know, yeah. a tremendous personal. So yeah, he uh, he succeeded value. in repurchasing his childhood, but clearly it didn't do anything for yeah, him. Yeah, you can't. I guess you can't buy your childhood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be like me setting up shop in my old bedroom upstairs. Yes. And and putting all the Star Wars posters back up. Yes, and that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, no. I'll have to wait till my get my own place. I'll burn this fucker down first. <laughs> Um, did you, I, I know you really, you really didn't like it. Uh, um, oh, here we go. It was, I it found was, some, um, it was too dark too. Uh, that's, that's fair. Too, I understand. Um, you can have opinions on a movie. Like, yeah. uh, I, I don't, think I, I don't want you crying. I think I've finally gotten a bead after like a year and a half of doing this podcast with you. I've finally gotten a bead on what movies you will and won't like. And if a movie is boring, it is out the window, no matter how "quote unquote" good it is. Right. Well, yeah. well, I mean, this I'm sure, this is critically acclaimed yeah. film. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, a uh, um, <laughs> you know, famous and, and that sort of thing. But um, I think right now it's 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 a back and forth on like the top movie lists. Uh, uh, I think it's back and forth between this and Vertigo. The Alfred Hitchcock uh, film, yeah. Okay. Um, the Alfred, not um, Mel Brooks. Uh, <laughs> high anxiety. I would be. You know what? Uh, a little later on this year, I would be absolutely down with watching the original movie and then the Mel Brooks. There movie. you go. Like we could do that with uh, do that. Vertigo, High Anxiety. We could whoa, do that. Whoa, with, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna. Take the judge. I'm gonna pause the recording. All right. Well, we're back, kids. Uh, guilty back. on all counts. Hooray! Yes, that's... Uh, well, uh, um, this will be well worth the uh, not safe for work tag on this episode, but fuck the police. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody ever said fuck the fire department. Um, no. So Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane. Back to Citizen Kane. Oh, God. I, I, my heart was in my throat. Good yeah. God in heaven. I did I did uh, uh, find some, some wonderfully fascinating trivia bits. Uh, on IMDb, apparently uh, later on, uh, Orson Welles admitted that he kind of hated the Rosebud twist, saying that it was dollar book Freud. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I love that take. Um, let's see. 
1982, film director Steven Spielberg bought a rosebud sled for $60,000. It was one of the three balsa sleds used in the closing scenes and the only one not burned. How'd you like that? Okay. Um, this is, and I love this. This I just love the implications of this more than I like the actual fact itself. Selected by the Vatican in the art category of its list of 45, quote, great films. Dad, the Vatican... The Vatican. The Vatican has a Blu-ray closet. Oh, my God, the Vatican. <laughs> First of all, like, what, why, why would I care about any opinions I know, from the Vatican? Right? But, like, just thinking that the Vatican has, like, a DVD rack or yeah. something... Uh, yeah. um, uh, uh, that's absurd. Um, uh, obviously there's the, um, the real life parallels between Charles Foster Kane and William Randolph Hearst. Right. Um, the movie Mank on Netflix, which just dropped this past December, directed by David Fincher, is about the original screenwriter of Citizen Kane, uh, Herman Mankiewicz, and it portrays his actual friendship with William Randolph Hearst, yeah. and the uh, controversy over who actually wrote Citizen Kane. From what I understand, Mank wrote a vague, rough draft that was only like 40 pages long, and then Orson Welles wrote like a 120-page actual working script. So, who's to say? I don't know the full story. It's it's probably worth checking out. I haven't watched it yet. Gary Oldman plays Mank. That's kind of okay. cool. Um but uh, did you did you have any takeaways from it? Did you have any scenes that you enjoyed, or, um, uh, or like a character that stood out to you, or? Nah, nah, well, um, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> I think that just the 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 opulence of the uh, Xanadu, the yeah, the palace. opulence is a good word for yeah. it. Um, uh, there was a uh, there, there was some you mentioned that they were doing some different camera um, introducing some camera yeah, th um, this was one of the first uh, um, I remember this very specifically from or, my I'll say tricks but yeah you know, cam camera schemes that um, that were unique this was one of the first films to do such like low angles right where you can see everybody like from the ground up so uh, it was a big f uh, uh, Fuhrer in uh, in Hollywood at the time because they actually had to build ceilings on the sets and, and then upped the budget of the movie. And typically, you know, yeah. it would be an, o uh, an open set with uh, an yeah. open ceiling. Yeah. There would be no ceiling. But like yeah. depending on what character you're talking to at the time, they're either filmed from like above so you're looking down on them or from below so they appear more heroic or scary or majestic, right. Right. really. It was, it was one of the first films to really play around with that format. As to where you could put the camera, uh, there was that that once one scene where he's walking. Oh, uh, the mirrors! He's mm. walking by the mirrors, and then there's the endless mirror. Um, uh, some some stuff. Well, now in uh, current time, looks kind of hokey, but I guess well, at the time yeah. it was you at know it was a cutting edge. Uh, style and sophistication I mean, as far yeah, as uh, we, we've, cinematography we've watched like the original star wars and stuff together and you were alive for those those movies so like those cine uh, special effects at the time were groundbreaking right and uh same thing with this movie just almost 40 years earlier right. really um although did you like uh when i pointed out the king kong cameo uh, 
<laughs> that was well king kong was it was his pterodactyls yeah it was a, a background shot in the picnic sequence that they're having in the jungle they couldn't afford a proper jungle backdrop so they recycled the animated backdrop from the 33 king kong so the birds you see in the background are actually pterodactyls yeah like Skull island like which... <laughs> yeah that was like you know like really but you know no you wouldn't notice it unless I, it, you were there's a grand savvy. tradition of directors working in references to other movies. Like in the first um, Nightmare on Elm Street, there is a Evil Dead poster in the background. Okay, cool. Uh, stuff like that. So uh, I think in the remake, the 2013 remake of the first Evil Dead, you see Freddy's glove in the okay. shed near the chainsaw. Okay. Just weird stuff like that back wh- and forth. Why kong why king kong it had an appropriate backdrop and okay. it looked enough like birds if you okay. don't call attention to it so okay, you're right yeah pe- the- so one of my favorite examples the the movie from 1996 i want to say starship troopers by the guy who directed uh total recall and robocop okay that's a movie we gotta watch together that's one of those movies that you and i will go oh okay at a lot but um the, the soldiers in that movie wear this very specific set of armor, and then the studio just kept recycling the armor over and over again. It shows up as, like, Power Rangers villains a few years later. <laughs> they show up as the outfits for the, uh, the, the Alliance in Firefly, the TV show. Yep, okay. A lot of weird stuff like that. Uh, um, I've always loved seeing, like, in The, uh, in the Force Awakens, you'll never see it in the movie itself, they did a real special close-up on it for, like, a behind-the-scenes footage. If you zoom in at a very specific spot on the Millennium Falcon, you'll see the Batmobile from Batman Begins. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, weird stuff like that. I always love it. Yeah. But um, did you have any other thoughts about Citizen Kane? No, I, I, I wanted to watch it because I know it's a classic film, and I had never seen it. Yeah. And so I did want to have it under my belt to say, yes, I have seen it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I call I, that nerd homework. Yeah, and I'm certainly <laughs> not going to watch it again. Uh, it is interesting to hear some of the ins and outs or some of the whys and explanations for for some of the obscure, Yeah, I mean, really obscure stuff. I mean, obviously, neither of us was around in 1941, so we don't really know all of the cultural touch points even right. from like pop culture at the time. Uh, but uh, any other final thoughts or no? I mean, uh, 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 what are other uh, of his movies like? Are- well, I'm glad you asked because that takes us right into next week. I wanted to do a hard left turn from the heavy-handed drama of Citizen Kane, so uh, I've seen most of it, but not all of it, and I know that I want to watch the rest of it with you. <laughs> His uh, movie from, let me get this up, 1973, F for Fake. F for Fake. I think I've described it to you in the past. It's a documentary hosted, narrated, and directed by Orson Welles about art forgery. And he spends the entire movie in this glorious tuxedo and opera cape and gloves, and he's doing coin tricks. Okay. and And he's delving into the life of these infamous uh shysters and uh uh art forgeries it's like you want a picasso come back tomorrow uh stuff like that and it's it's only an hour and a half long it is 
funny as hell. Okay. I mean, intentionally funny or just it's, funny? It's from... intentionally funny. Oh, okay. It's intentionally okay. funny. Orson, okay. at this point, is uh, in his um, relatively planetoid size. Yeah, he's, so he, he's a, he gets pretty round. He's a monster of a man wearing yeah. an opera cape, and it's glorious. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, F for fake okay. next week. Uh, I think that'll be the first documentary we're covering. Okay. Uh, unless you count his War of the Worlds. Yes. Um, uh, otherwise, I am HD Lickner on Twitter, Muscle Nerd Studios on Instagram. Uh, thanks to Sean Monahan for our theme song, Paul Taylor for our artwork. Dad. Well, some, a nice summer day here in the Mid-Atlantic States uh, in Langhorne, uh, suburbs of Langhorne in the... Dog Kennel Studios. Um, weather's getting better. Pretty soon, uh, Mother's Day. Don't forget your mom, and oh boy, that includes wives. Don't forget your any any mother yeah. that you're associated with. Okay, um, and <laughs> Mo- and you, mother by association. Yes, and you know, and you mothers know who you are. Um, and uh, be good to each other. Do good stuff. We just got the uh, Derek Chauvin. Uh, verdict guilty on all counts is that good is that not good i'll leave it up to you um personally i think it was the right way to go um it's been a long time coming we got to help each other out that means if you're boy or girl or anything else and if you're black or white or anything else um we got to help each other out please